0: Hello and welcome to the Rolling with Old Cars podcast, brought to you by the editors at Old Cars Magazine, celebrating 50 years in the hobby this year. You can check us out in print or visit us online at www.oldcarsweekly.com or check us out through Facebook or Twitter or other social media accounts. I'm Brian Ernest, the editorial director at Old Cars, and today I'm joined by one of the busiest people in the collector car auction business, Yvette Vanderbrink, who has a couple really interesting sales coming up that we wanted to kind of touch on today and talk about. She's got two good ones coming up in June, but before we that jump into that, Yvette, um, I just kind of wanted to see if you could talk to us a little bit about what it's been like the last 12, 14 months. What did you have to do to kind of stay afloat and weather this storm and kind of get to the point here where we're kind of seeing a little bit, at least of a return to some sort of normalcy. Well, uh,
1: March 19th, last year of 2020 is when all heck hit the fan. And uh, in Minnesota, I should say, and uh, I had auctions booked throughout the year and uh, we had just done an inventory in Minnesota and we're planning for a big live auction and online event in the summer. And all that came to a screeching halt or being altered on March 19th on a Monday morning. And my phone started blowing up with sellers that we had had booked with. And uh, we started to develop plans on how we were either going to reschedule or continue to go ahead for the year. And since we traveled to multiple states, we had to be aware of what each state's guidelines were pertaining to COVID and uh, the restrictions for those states. And I live in Minnesota, and we still are restricted in Minnesota. Sure. And uh, I would say Minnesota is one of the worst states that there is possible for having an event or conducting an auction currently in, two, in 2021. Um, but I had two big auctions that were scheduled last year that we had were in Minnesota that we had to convert to online only. And it was very interesting as in that springtime of last year, uh, the uh, through National Auctioneers Association, we were doing Zoom meetings with sometimes 300 auctioneers. And uh, we were helping live auctioneers that had never done online before to become an online auctioneer. Um, there were companies helping people so that they could do online only. And for the first Well, in Minnesota, up until Memorial weekend, actually to the beginning of June, we could only conduct online-only auctions or unless they were outside, and uh, we could not have them inside a venue, which still is the case this year, and um, depending on uh, how many people you have, they're limiting you. Um, We had one in Wisconsin, which was Larry Menard's collection, which the convention center Uh, postponed us till this year. And we actually had that date changed three times because of restrictions. Um, We have one other one from Minnesota that we still don't know what we're gonna do with. But throughout last year, we had uh, gallon jugs of sanitizer. We handed out masks. We had signage. Um, The remainder of our auctions were outside uh, I had to submit COVID plans to various states to get approval to have it on uh, government grounds, like a fairgrounds, and uh, so it was constantly changing as to what their guidelines were and what you needed to do. It was quite stressful, <laughs> but we can we completed our auction schedule last year, except for three sales, and we saw some of the highest prices that we'd ever seen. And that was mainly be, do I believe due to, um, people having time in front of a computer and being restricted, being home and searching. And also there's a lot of money out there and low inventory. People weren't selling. There were no shows. There were no auctions. Uh, not a lot of auctions going on for car shows, car events. And so we continued and, um, and the, all of us that did saw really high prices, and it's carrying over to this year.
0: Uh, there's a couple of sales here, like I mentioned in June. I wanted you to touch on quick, but you have a pretty interesting sale. I think it's wrapping up here pretty shortly, right? That you have an online online pedal car sale. You want to tell yeah. us a bit of, tell <laughs> us a little bit about that? That's uh, I mean, if you're a pedal car guy, this this sale is gonna blow your mind. What what's that collection all about? How you know how's the pedal car business?
1: Uh, pedal cars are good. And it's any type of memorabilia, signs, pedal cars, oil, gas, and oil. It's all really good. And, and people like to decorate with those items or they buy them for grandkids or what have you. But the gentleman we have in Nebraska is selling a lot of what he owns and is going to travel the country pulling a Airstream camper and see the world. And so the building that he has these housed in is for sale and we're selling his collection in an online only auction. And it ends uh, April 25th and they're restored to originals. And there's some in there that are one of three, one of six, uh, very rare items. But um, you know, we sell pedal cars a lot at our car auctions or at our memorabilia auctions. But uh, I would say this is the second one that we've done with just an auction of pedal cars, it's quite interesting.
0: Now, this Trans Am sale you got coming up, you <laughs> I, I know some guys personally who would go nuts over this. This is like yeah. th- these are the hardcore Trans Am guys. Blame what my
1: brother? What is
0: all, <laughs> We all know some Trans Am guys. Everybody likes Trans Ams. Um, what what is being sold here, and what do Trans Am fanatics need to know about this auction?
1: Um, Mr. Larson, uh, he bought a, a GTO Judge, brand new in the '60s, and it got him hooked to Pontiac speed. And uh, he, even when he was raising his kids, he always had some type of a car. And he would sell them; he'd get something different. And uh, anyway, uh, he inherited some money from his mother, and he started buying Transams. And, of course, he got the Trans Am bug from the movie Smokey and the Bandit. Sure. And uh, so he bought any Trans Am that he could get his hands on. uh, And he even bought a brand-new 73 Super Duty. And that one is still in debate, in probate, if it will be sold or not. But we do have a 74 Super Duty. And uh, we have 20 Trans Ams, plus he bought a whole bunch of parts and it's mainly 400, 455, and three hundred and fifty Pontiac motor parts, um, and, uh, and you know, along with some GTO parts. And uh, the parts will be for only people on site, and the cars will be online and live. And uh, we'll get we're getting that loaded up here in the next couple days.
0: I'm, it's pretty
1: I'm, crazy. They were just all lined up in two buildings. It was it was nuts.
0: I'm going to be interested to see how that goes over that. That'll be interesting to see what kind of bidding wars, uh, happen at that sale. Now you got another one too, though. You've got, uh, Dr. Pelo collection. There's a lot of rare cars on this one, Hudson's, Franklin's pre-war cars, uh, memorabilia. This is quite a collection too. Where, where'd all this stuff come from and what do we need to know about that sale?
1: Uh, Dick Pellow's uh, it well, started uh, twin city wrecker and twin city salvage in St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, he always liked cars, but when his business started doing better, just like any of them that we work with, he started buying cars and restoring them and collecting them. And there's about 50, 30 to 50 vehicles, and uh, they all be sold. And there's everything from a 35 Ford three-window coupe to a 1936 Hudson Terraplane Roadster, which is one of six known left to exist. Um, Franklin's, like you said, there's early brass, there's a crit, a 1911 crit, uh, some very, very rare cars along with uh, signs, memorabilia, parts, um, and that is uh, June 26th, on-site in St. Paul, Minnesota, and with all these tow truck guys, you don't have to worry about riding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You you mentioned... The Menard sale gonna be up later this year. Yvette, real quick before we let you go, I'll sure. mention that one again and any other dates on your calendar uh, that we should circle for the rest of the year. I know you got a bunch of sales coming up. What uh what are gonna be some of the high points?
1: Well, all of them, of course. But Oops. uh but well, one really fun one that we're gonna be doing is Larry Menards, which was postponed from last year, and it's high-end tri-five Corvette Cameo pickup memorabilia. And that'll be at the Menard Convention Center in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, October 2nd. Um, We have one that also was postponed from last year and it's quite a ways away, but I went up there two years ago before COVID and it's an Indian motorcycle horde. And it's crazy and that'll be really fun. Um, I even have a lady that lives 16 miles north of me that has 30 1970s Lincoln Continentals. What the heck? (laughs) and so you never know what is around there. We're still looking at stuff, uh, for auctions. Uh, you know, last year was really, really fun. I had the privilege of working with the Regeer collection. Um, the one in New York mills with all the convertibles and this year has really got some really fun ones too. July 24th, I'm going to be doing inventory on Saturday and that's a guy that had hot rods, vintage hot rods. And we've got some really cool projects on that one. Um, You know, September 18th, we're going out in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota. I just got back from there. It was really fun. No cell phone on this guy's ranch. And um, (laughs) he's got early Fords to award-winning 57 Chevys. And there's 91 vehicles, parts of memorabilia. And Ford, three window, 32 Fords, he loved them. There's a lot of them. And there's three window coupe projects, 33 three windows. There's just... Lots of stuff. And uh, if you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I always have it on there first before the website, but uh, a lot of really fun stuff coming up and uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. And, uh, you know, COVID last year was very, very interesting. You know, some people, I think now with the vaccinations coming out and we know more about it, we know how, how it operates and how a little bit more of how it, the disease is. I think you know that uh, it'll really make things a lot better, and we're seeing that uh, with auctions that are already going on. People kind of know how to operate. Last year it was kind of a new thing to the events and auction atmosphere, and uh, you know we knew statistically you know ninety eight percent recovered, and but we didn't know exactly how it operated, so a lot of people were more safe and canceled events. And now this year, it doesn't matter if you didn't like going to the event, you're going to go. I know they're planning back to the fifties this year, but they still don't know if it's actually going to happen. So um, every state is different. You still got to watch each state and uh, follow their guidelines. And uh, I I think I probably got an ulcer off of last year. (laughs)
0: Well, terrific! We want to thank you for your time. Everybody, you uh, We we uh, we follow a lot of Yvette's sales in old cars, so uh, a lot of the results uh, of her sales make it into our pages, so everybody can check out uh, following her her sales. If you check out the print edition of Old Cars, uh, you'll see a lot of a lot of the. You know, the write-ups and a lot of photos from her sales, and uh, they're always worth covering. Um, again, we want to thank you, Vet, for her time. That's going to do it for this episode of our podcast. A reminder, again, to check us out at www.oldcarsweekly.com and on our Facebook page and other social media outlets. Make sure to sign up for our free uh, weekly e-newsletter. E-news- I'm Brian Ernest. Uh, thanks again for joining us on Rolling with Old Cars.
1: See you later.